comebacks, milestones, madness, useless points. This game had it all, but mostly in the second half because the first half was very boring. Uh, thank you all Full so start. much for tuning into the PHNX Patties post-game show. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Leah here with Petey, Sean's behind the Mac, Craig's calling in for Mullet shortly. Petey, that was uh, a, a game, a tale a of two games, I guess you could say. Yeah, it was say. a lot like a Roman read. There were a lot of ups and downs, and it came in spurts. But I tell you what, this Coyotes team, they were good. That first period was awful. It was terrible. Like both teams. Terrible. Like the shots at one point were four to three. Like the first shot of the terrible. game was like five minutes in. And the and that with five shots five five. I mean the Coyotes were used to them only getting five shots on yeah. goal. And I think you know what it, it's we talked about it before the game that we were saying how hard these matinee games this noon start would be on a team. Yeah. Because we looked at the three of us going, God, we're off our game yeah. today, and we literally have no game. We have to watch <laughs> the thing on TV, and we weren't and sit in the more furniture yeah. recliner. We weren't in sync, yeah. and it was still hard for us. So I can imagine having to change your routine, be at the rink. You know, by nine in the morning instead of you're there at five in the afternoon, it's a big difference. So I think that's why both of these teams started slow. And I think they both got in, you know, when they played a couple nights ago, they're in late. So that, I think that was part of the, the tough yeah. start. But then you saw in the second period, the Colorado Avalanche just took over. Yeah. And they, they were at moments, they were the Colorado Avalanche. They skated fast. They dominated the offensive play. They were all over the Coyotes. It wasn't even close in the second period. But but just like we've seen over and over and over again in this with this team, especially at Mullet, is their ability to stay with a game and stay with it. And they looked like the better team for most of the third mm-hmm. period. There were stretches where Colorado took over again and their stars played like stars. But the Coyotes never gave up. And they looked really good in the third period again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Ethan said, got to watch the second and third period. Well, Ethan, you chose two, the right, uh, the, two, the to right two periods to watch. Um, yeah, it was exactly. all Colorado in that second. They outshot the Coyotes 18 to 9, but the Arizona Coyotes stormed back in the third and outshot the Avs 15 to 6. Um, so I think we should look at the numbers as a whole. Um, and this is rare. The Coyotes were only one shot away from the Avs. The shots were 31 to 30. And, Unreal. and again, when the Coyotes get 30 shots, they rarely actually win yeah, the game. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and once again, Avs one for three on the power play. Coyotes 0 for three. This seems to be a reoccurring uh, theme as of late, but also what else is new? Um, but it's honestly, like like you said, after the second, when it was 2 nothing, Colorado, Colorado was dominating. They woke up. I thought, ah. like, and, and the Coyotes just played the Avs. So we just kind of saw this happen as well and i thought okay like would be great to see one coyote's goal but i'm good with a 2-1 coyote's loss and then something something clicked with them and all of a sudden in that third period it was an onslaught of goals like michelli scored and then fisher scored 59 seconds later and then the abs scored less than two minutes later and then the keller goal so it was just like everything was happening in that third period. Yeah, and there's so many things that unique in this second period too. Because you talk about the Colorado got the momentum. You look at their first two goals. The one is a clearing attempt by the goaltender. Ingram tries to ring it around the glass, gets caught in Rantanen's jersey. Nobody knew where the puck was. A little bit of bad puck luck for the Coyotes. That one goes in. The second goal, minutes later, McBain kicks a rebound right behind Ingram. It's just sitting there for Byron to hit it. So two bad it was just luck so plays. So unlucky. And then it's 2 nothing, And you go, okay, this one's over. And that's when the, their momentum picked up. So 
The Kyries to get back in it after that, you look at Michelli, follows up his, his own rebound. Unbelievable shot on the second one. There was no room to put that in, and he scores. And then the goal-scoring wizard, Christian Fisher, by the <laughs> way, anytime goal score the day before, way to go, Fish. Yeah. One day late on that, buddy. But oh well. Um, but, but another, that's a good goal. But the goal, what a pass by the rookie Kesselring. Yeah. Like phenomenal. Between legs, a, a little floater pass over a stick between some legs. Lands right on Fisher's stick. So a hell of a play by Kesselring to get his first um, National Hockey League point. And then Keller, that tying goal was ridiculous. If you watch, what was it Cogliano or who's holding the stick? Is it Cogliano? I think it was. Head? I want to say it was Cogliano. But but has a hold of Keller's stick. And Keller's, instead of tugging at it, just no, sits he there, was holds, just like yeah, chilling, yeah. whatever. And when the puck drops, Keller almost shoots the puck backwards I, his wrist strength must be unbelievable because he got something on that shot that was phenomenal. And that sets him up for his 80th point. It was an unbelievable goal by Keller. And he continues to impress because he doesn't give up on pucks. He doesn't give up on plays and he doesn't give up in the game. It's it's incredible what he's doing. And and earlier in the Discord, I messaged, like, I just want Keller's 80th. Um, and now he's on a 12-game point streak, which is the longest in Coyote's history. So forget about all the other records he's chasing. That was a record in and of itself. Um, and now his 80 points is the second Coyote to hit 80 since Keith Kachuk in 1996-1997. And he is second all-time in points, um, 36th goal of the season as well. Just the, the 36th goal is tied for third most in Coyote's history with Keith Kachuk in 1998-99. Um, it's just unbelievable and what do we have eight games to go now um with only seven more points to break the record it's we've been saying it every show it's doable and with 12 games in a row getting a point like the pace he's on yeah that would be a he, point a game yeah he's gonna eight. get it it's just and and it, it just seems like to all these milestones you know we saw when ovechkin pat like past gordy howe it was a empty net goal. It's like kind of anticlimactic, and then you see Clayton Keller wow. scoring these unbelievable yeah. goals, and they're not second assists; they're primary assists. They're amazing goals. So we we talk about Keller every single day, and it, obviously he deserves it. But it's but just crazy. To. It's just you, crazy what he's doing. Leah, the, the the skill that he is doing this against really good teams. And do you think when the Colorado Avalanche put the Coyote roster up on the board, saying, "Hmm, I wonder what line we should match against today for our checking line." Well, there's one. There's one line. It's the Keller line. So he's getting all the best, um, the opponent's best defenders, and he's getting their best defensive pair. So you, you, you add that to the list. When you play against Malcolm and Crosby, you got to make a choice. Dry side of McDavid, you got to make a choice. Yeah. There's no choice on the Coyotes line. You put your best line, defensive line against Clayton Keller, and he's still putting up these kind of points. That that goal today was was phenomenal. Like I, I, I don't want to understate it. The strength that he showed to fight off the defender, the release beat the goaltender clean because Georgiev wasn't ready for it. You're not thinking he's going to shoot there. You think he's going to try to control the puck, but he's, he's, it was a phenomenal shot. Um, there's no reason to think he can't break this. And I, I, I said 40, no chance. 44 goals away with eight games to go. So if four of his points are goals. He's got 40. He's got 40. He's He'll have 40 goals. He'll have broken or tied Keith Kachuk with three other assists as well. It's just, 
it's just unreal. And, and and blatantly asinine asked for the keys. You know what the key is? Get up earlier. That's the key. Yeah. Because I couldn't get them out today. Yeah, we didn't have no keys. No keys. No, there's today. no keys to today's game. The so key nobody was, get mad at me for forgetting. Yeah, but it wasn't Leah's fault. It's Petey's fault. There's Start no, on time. That was my key. Yeah. Then how'd they do? Mm, not great. And, the, and, the, and they didn't. Can I bring up one other point in this game that frustrated me a little sure. bit? Sure. Because there were so many positives in this one. And we talked about their coming back and they never quit. And Keller and, and the goaltender was sharp at, at moments making unbelievable saves. There was one thing that I, I, I was concerned about. And it's a little bit of a frustration. And we talked to Liam O'Brien. Um, Biz had Liam O'Brien on in the intermission that he's going to fire up the crowd. and all. It's great. I, I, I don't mind it. And if you drop the gloves and get in a fight, fine. But you know what you can't do? Your team just tied it up 2-2 and you can't take a, a hooking penalty. penalty. Yeah. You can't. He sits in the penalty box too many times. I, I, I almost don't mind Liam O'Brien penalties when he's trying to put a guy through a glass. But a hooking and a stick foul worst possible time against a power play that hadn't scored yet and you know they have too many weapons it was frustrating to see that penalty and as soon as it happened i go oh goodness here it goes but they give up the goal it's an unbelievable goal by the way by nichuskin in the net front the problem um for the abs is clayton keller and, and was able to make the comeback and i'm gonna have one more complaint so i complained about the penalty kudos to major league baseball for the pitch club <laughs> Love the pitch clock to shorter games. Love it. We need, and I'm going to call, put it to Craig to put onto Gary Bettman's list. We need a clock for the shootout. Could these guys go slower? For God's sakes. Nobody skinny. could freaking score in that shootout. It was driving me nuts. I don't remember the last time I've watched A, a seven round shootout, but B, a seven round shootout in which no, no one scores. Like, I was relieved when Nishushkin scored. It's just like, yes. finally. Let's go. We got stuff to do. And shout out Gorgiev and Ingram. Like, yeah, unbelievable great. saves. But, yeah. but skate. Like, it, it's much more difficult for a goal. Like, what are you doing? You go back to the best that they've ever had here in Arizona. You talk about Dvorak. You talk about um, Verbata. The, the unbeatable moves. Even someone in the Discord said, We're, we miss Nick Bukestad. Nick he, Bukestad. He actually had All a shootout. three of them went yeah. out with speed. Because you, I, I don't know. I'm just. Just don't go so slow. Kuznetsov, that was even worse. That was even slower. Yeah, like, I don't know if you could go slower than the guys today, but Kuznetsov could. So let's. I think they should have to go a certain speed. Or they make it interesting and release like a wild animal behind yes. them. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's, that's something Shane would say. They should have a grizzly bear chase them <laughs> to, to the net. Um, or the goalie should be able to come out and, and put them down. Like they should like take them right in the chest. With just high, hard one with the waffle. Or you're behind them with that mustache. Yeah, that is frightening. By the way. I literally can't look up at the screen Ka today. Kayla, so Kayla bad. earlier said, is Petey more of a principal in a sitcom or a traveling vacuum salesman? <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening on audio, pop over to YouTube and you check out You might be able Petey's to hear stash. this on the audio, the stash. That's how bad you the stash is. hear it? <laughs> that is a bad stash. Oh, it's so good. I love it. And I did notice. I, well, actually... It took me still 30 minutes. It did, a little bit, but you did finally notice this I one. did finally notice. I, this will be, I, 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 as Espo said in Twitter today, that he followed up on his bet. I am doing the same. And on the next show tomorrow, I will be clean shaven for the first time in well over a year. Can't wait. Wild. In stages. So we got to enjoy um, this mustache while it lasts. Yeah, no, I'm enjoying it. Well, I think everyone might be putting together who the player of the game is. And I'm going to say... Who is the player of the You're game? You're wrong because Kayleen Keller is always the player of the it's game. Keller? 
And we wanted to recognize someone who has never been player of the game and had an achievement tonight. And our player of the game is Michael Kesselring for scoring his first NHL point. And it was a great pass at that. Um, So congrats to Kesselring on a night that Clayton Keller scored 80 points. Michael Kesselring is our player of the game. Things you absolutely the six foot four New see. Hampshire native at uh, a twenty three year old kid, unbelievable. He's twenty three. Okay, because I was gonna say I don't even know if he's like old enough to drink at all. Yeah, but he, he is. is. He is. He, has a, he does have a baby NHL face. game. No, it was his eighth NHL game. Wow, good for him. Assist in his eighth NHL game. Um, you know what? He's getting an opportunity to play. Yep. And that's that's what he wanted. And he's he's able to show now that he's got a little bit of offense. That was an unbelievable pass by Kesselring. I do want to ask this because we talk about nicknames in the National Hockey League, and they're always just adding an S or a Y. You know, Donor, Kells, like they're mm-hmm. schmaltzy. They're not too creative. No. So for Kesselring, I'm wondering if they should just call him Phil. <laughs> Phil Kesselring. <laughs> no, too soon. Too soon. Um, well, Kesselring, glad to know he's old enough to drink. So once the season ends, <gasps> since he probably hasn't had any time to get his feet under him here in Arizona, when the season ends, he can go look around. And I would recommend to him that he stops by the Four Peak H Street pub absolutely to have a few Can't brews wait. Oh, who's going to the street pub this week uh we are on wednesday <laughs> and by the way it's um we're gonna be at 3 p.m rather than our normal 11 so plan accordingly if you want to see us which is kind of a more appropriate drinking time it which is i appreciate Although I have no- <laughs> the caterpillar crawl on your face and die uh, the chat's on fire today um but anywho yeah we'll be there wednesday really looking forward to it and actually pd i think we should so the PHF Isabel Cup is tonight yes. Yes. between Minnesota and Toronto. And if you didn't know, Petey's from Minnesota oh. and I'm from Toronto. I am. So we're going to have a friendly wager. And we'll talk more about the PHF when Craig gets on. But Petey and I are going to do a friendly wager because Toronto, Minnesota. Yep. So if Toronto wins, you have to buy me a Four Peaks beer on Wednesday. Yep. And if Minnesota wins, I buy you uh, yep. a Four Peaks beer. And let's go Whitecaps. Let's go Let's six. Go white caps. Uh, so that, that's, that's gonna be a good tilt that's tonight. That's the wager. It's gonna be a big it's tilt. Be a lot and of fun. Uh, whoever gets the check at Four Peaks on Wednesday. Exactly. Um, so if you can, it'll be a kilt lifter for me. Let's go white caps. Um, I might go peach. It's spring, Ooh. springtime. You know, Ooh. and it's still um, sunny out. If it we're is. outside. Are we doing it outside? I don't think so. But oh, we, we can always before. walk onto the patio. Did you do it outside last time? Yes, I did. You weren't there. I wasn't there. No, I'll be there. Um, this but. Stop by this Wednesday and then stop by on April 27th because the NFL draft is uh, Four Peaks is a great place to watch that with the new coach and the new GM. And right now the Cardinals have the third pick. We'll see what happens. It's going to be an exciting night regardless. So take it in all at the Four Peaks. A Street Pub must be 21 or older to enjoy responsibly. And also, if you've been watching the show for a long time, you know that I've struggled in the past to watch Coyotes games at home. It's true. Um, I, I've... I've gone on some illegal streams, just putting that out there. Um, so has Sean. And I don't have to do that anymore. Nope. Because now I have Fubo TV. And Sha- I haven't used Bally on Fubo yet, but Sean, you did. And you said it was a great experience, right? It was flawless. The game was not like 20 minutes behind like the illegal streams can be. Perfect <laughs> quality. And it was super easy to get on. It was, I've, I've been missing it. And since ever since I moved to Arizona, honestly, I've been missing something like Fubo. Yeah. So it's great. 140 plus live channels of sports shows, movies and news. You can stream live TV from any device. There's also a thousand hours of cloud DVR at no extra charge. You can watch your local teams while traveling. If you've been like looking for a place to watch 
Logan Cooley in the NCAA tournament. You can watch that on Fubo. Um, so especially with the Frozen Four coming up next week. So check it out. Watch the Coyotes on Bally with Fubo TV and use the link in the description to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. All right, we got a $5 super chat from Altex. I know it's surprising. I don't, I'm guessing I don't know this, but obviously I need to know what's Cassian's current status with his injury and how did it even happen? Altex, we will ask Craig when he gets here. I'm actually. Yeah, it's not his four straight game that he's been out with, the, with an injury, and I have no idea what happened. I don't know. It wasn't a, a vicious hit. There was nothing that happened that during the game that went noticed. Um, so I don't know. So we'll ask our roving reporter. We will ask Craig when he gets here. Um, PD, is there anything else from this specific game? No, I, I think Craig that the slow start didn't surprise me. Their ability to play hard in the third period did. And I, I was uh, all that happened here is Colorado started earlier than Arizona. Colorado got their burst of energy in the second where the Coyotes held off until the third. It's amazing that they were able to come back and play the way they did against a team that is this good and fighting for first overall in the central with those two points. Now they're tied for second. They're right on the heels of the Minnesota wild with like two games in hand. Um, there's no reason Colorado doesn't take over and win the central and for the Coyotes where they are in the standings to be able to hang on and battle back like this. Again, it's more, Mullet magic. The Coyotes have so many freaking useless points, but I got to say they're still kind of in in that picture. Um, a lot of great things happened yesterday. Ottawa lost. I think Montreal won. Like everyone you would want to win and lose did yesterday. So, of course, the Coyotes would go out and get a point today. But it's not, it's not out of the question still, at least to finish in that bottom right. five, which is what we are keeping our eye on because that's what's important. Um Craig's still going to be a little bit. So Why? We, because he needs to talk to Nathan Smith. So should we do our tankathon? I, we could do our tankathon right um, now. I think since, since we're, we're on the topic of yeah, tankathon. Yeah, I think so too. And, and let's recap what and why. So we are doing a tankathon, which is a NHL draft lottery simulator website. Check it out. Um, and we are going to run our own draft lottery simulator every post-game show and see how the Coyotes do and collect the data and give an average and see if the actual NHL lottery does no, what leading, we calculated. Before Sean spins this, the Coyotes have not moved up yet. No, they have dropped one place every time. Every single time. Yeah, and every single time. Picked eight. And two of the three times a team has moved up like incredibly to get the first pick. And Ottawa has, have they moved from 12th? Nope, they have not. 3 12th. So yeah. the Arizona picks have been 8 and 12 in all three. No, the Yotes moved up last time. They moved up to 7th last time. Oh, they did? They did? Yeah. Oh, okay. This is why Sean keeps track and not yeah, us. Yeah, not us. Uh, all right, so let's, let's do, do it. it. <whistles> da, 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 da. Uh, hey! They stay. <laughs> they moved up. They moved up one to the no, sixth. they just... To the six spot because they, they were seven. They were. Yeah, they were. Oh, seven. Why didn't they put the little green arrow? I think then? they're. I, I think, oh, I think their standings six, have changed since. The standings okay. have changed. But they are so higher six. than they were last time. But they are six. They didn't drop. They didn't drop, and the Coyote Ottawa is still twelve. So six and twelve. This is, is Columbus's seven, second time winning the first. That is a pick. bad sign. Columbus has won it twice. Yeah, or a good sign for them. Oh, maybe they'll, <laughs> maybe we'll we'll burn out all of their their good, good luck. luck. I like that. Uh, all right. Well, we'll keep track. We are. We are hoping that the hockey gods shine upon the coyotes for playing and doing this the right way down the stretch. We have the to last keep saying games. it. We're putting the we good are. energy into the universe. 20 games. The coyotes, the coyotes have, have done so well. well. They've done so well. They've played so hard. Reward their efforts. Hockey gods. 
please. And thank you. Um, all right. Well, I think we should take a look at the Coyotes' upcoming schedule because did you know they play again tomorrow night? They do? Yeah. I did not know that. Um, Edmonton is coming to town. It just feels like Didn't deja vu. I know. Um, and then, oh, oh good. Another back-to-back this weekend. Yay. Dallas and San Jose in town. And then it's what the f- all Seattle next week. Why? So... <laughs> one two three there's five games right am i my math right five games that you just mentioned three of those start at 7 30 local what the actual yeah why why they hate us like this noon thing i was bitching that it's too late now like that, that went too long <laughs> I know, today 3 21 p.m like we're on our post game it's 7 30 it. three times wow and then let, let's let's talk about the schedule too the edmonton oilers are good and huh. we we just saw them in Edmonton and in Edmonton. I'm curious <laughs> to see how Connor McDavid looks inside the mullet. I, Me I'm, too. I'm serious with the speed at that level. Will he look faster? I don't know, but that team's very good. That's going to be a tough one on a back to back, even though this game is done early, that's going to be tough. Cause I don't, are they skating tomorrow morning? I don't know. They haven't said yet, so we don't know. Um, but that's going to be a tough one. Then you got Friday. Dallas is still competing for first overall in the Central. That's a tough team, and they always play tough in Arizona. I just don't know if they will play tough in the mullet. San Jose, I see points. I see points on Saturday. Yeah. And I, I think the Coyotes, the way they're playing right now and the way San Jose is playing right now, I'm going to step out on a limb here, and I think the Coyotes um, are going to get some points at the mullet this weekend. Yeah, I don't think that's... Going on a limb too much. It isn't? No. no. Um, and we're going to be seeing a lot of Seattle because they're on the road against them Monday, and Thursday. And they're a team winning, and too. And then the following week, Seattle comes to mullet. So. Three times? Yeah. And I, I tell you what, that Seattle team, they're playing well, and they're fighting to try to get into the top three in the Pacific and get out of that wild card spot because I don't know if they're really excited about playing you know, either Vegas or could be Dallas, could be Colorado. Yep. Uh, a root in the chat said PD needs to cover soccer in England for him to like the schedule time wise. True. Those Buddy, are like that would be early. perfect. But also, PD, we all know based on his pick of the week, is not a great <laughs> soccer better. Um, Lichtenstein, <laughs> Lichtenstein did not perform <laughs> well against not. Iceland, Iceland, and we got many tweets about yeah, it. I took a little heat over my pick of the week. Of <laughs> Lichtenstein over, over Iceland I was a little bit off. I thought the. The, the Lichtenstein midfield will let him down. No. I, I literally don't know what that means, but I thought I'd go with it. <laughs> so bad. Uh, Chris said, just ran the sim. Coyotes moved up to number two. Things you love to see. Mark said, I will physically throw up if Chicago gets the first pick. Same. Same. Um, and we'll be live on air, so apologies in advance. Um, well, as we wait for Craig to get here, Definitely go check out his latest story on gophnx.com. He talked to ASU head coach Greg Powers for a very, very in-depth Q&A. Check that out. He also did his 114-question mailbag this week. That's for diehards only. So if you want to read that, become a diehard at gophnx.com. You get access to all the diehard content as well as 20% off on merchandise and 20% off on on events and um, a free hat or shirt every year at sign up. We're both rocking the PHNX yeah. merch today. Mosaic. Yeah. I got the, the flag. Is it the mosaic? What? Is it mine called the mosaic? Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. And just keep your eye on the PHNX locker. That's all I'm going to say about oh. this week. Hmm. Boy, howdy. But you also get access to our Discord, which is a lot of fun. And we're talking about our Illegal Pete's meetup in there, which has been severely delayed by the fact that the Arizona Coyotes went to a freaking seven-round shootout in this game. Um, But as soon as our show ends 
today, which now Craig's the one holding that back. Yeah, what um, is this prank? We're going to go, Sean and Craig and I are going to head over to Illegal Pete's on Mill for a little pre-game meetup for the PHF game. Um, if you're, and we know Christina and Joel, they're heading head over there. there now. So just head there now. Or if you're going to the PHF game tonight, go a little early, stop by Illegal Pete's. I cannot wait to have queso in my life again. And if they are out of queso. I don't know. It can, they have to have queso on a Sunday afternoon, don't they? <sighs> Especially with March Madness going on. Can Illegal Pete's, don't let me down. They but, won't. They won't. But I'm excited. Um, And hopefully and we'll what see better place? you. Is there basketball tonight? Oh, know. you know who is playing tonight is the Iowa women. Oh, that's a good game. And, yeah, it's a huge game. It's 6 o'clock. And the PHF game. If you Yeah, but but, it, but when you go to Illegal Pete's, there's got to be other games on. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's a game in the women's um, Elite Eight before that. So if your bracket's busted like mine, you can check out Illegal Pete's uh, because Fresh Lines and Tequila and Seda Gave is the best cure for that. You can try an Illegal Pete's Coin Premium or fro- Frozen Margarita. Stop by for happy hour 3 to 6 p.m. every day. Day. And another thing to talk about on the injury front for this team, because you talked about Cassian being out with injuries. Lorenzo Fan is on a lower body day to day. So he came out of the lineup, the Tucson Roadrunner. Um, I guess he's a coyote now. He's been there for long enough to call him a coyote now. And the good news on the injury front, Josh Brown missed another game tonight, but he is expected yes. and rumored to be back in the lineup tomorrow. Yep. Which will be very good to see. It feels like it's been forever. It has been. And he brings a different element to this team. Um, and they sorely miss him. They're playing such a young defensive core right now. And the one thing this has afforded them to do um, is go with the 12 and 6. But now they can go back to the, the 11 and 7 that they're more comfortable with and get Clayton Keller um, more ice time. Yeah. And maybe, I don't know if this is what they'll do, but send Nathan Smith back to Tucson where he can help them out because they're in the middle of a very important stretch to the playoffs they're currently still it feels like every time i look they're in seventh they're always in seventh they're still in seventh in the pacific division they had a big win last night over colorado they are playing colorado as we speak it is a zero zero game with five to go in the second so we'll keep an eye on tucson um but it's a tight race in the and they need their players back and this is one of the problems we said before when you got all these injuries with the coyotes and you're looking at some you look at lorenta fan nathan smith like these are their back end. Look how many guys in the back end are up here. They need these guys down there. I mean, Kesselring was down there. Um, briefly, Soderstrom's down there. And the biggest one is Prozvatov. And he Prozvatov's sitting in the stands tonight, and he's not at that game. And David Tendick gets the start today. But goaltending's the guys that are they're getting called upon down in Tucson have to have to pick up the load that Prozvatov has carried the entire season. So I think that for Tucson is it's, it's going to be a tough ask for them to get through this. They're, they're winding down their season with their best players here. And yeah. it, they're not the only team that has to deal with this. And there's injuries around the league. But they're a team that's scratching to get in the playoffs. So I think when we talked about um, Jim Bill Armstrong bringing guys up and having a rotating door and getting guys in and out. Revolving door, not a rotating door. It's a you revolving mean, door. But get them up here. Argument. Get her opportunity here, but then get down and help that team. Yeah. So I hope. And, and, you know, you talked about... Um, Harvard player. John Farinacci. John Farinacci. Is there a he possibility could, he, he could, signs 100% and helps them? there's a possibility. And, and helps him down this stretch. And maybe yeah. he can give them a little spark uh, offensively for the remainder of the season. Who knows? But it's something we need to keep a close eye on over the next couple of weeks to see if they make the playoffs. Because I'd love to make a trip down um, to Tucson to watch some playoff hockey. Um, since you brought up college hockey, kind of. I, there was just one of the craziest goals I've ever seen in the Quinnipiac game. Quinnipiac's about to win the game, by the way. 3-1. But... Dude, literally, like, flipped 4-1. it. Oh, it's 4-1 now? He yeah. flipped it up, like, over the goalie, 
and then went to the other side of the goalie and on. shot it in out of midair. It was, it was come on. ridiculous. So kind of like the Zegers behind the net thing, but in front of the net yeah, and was, over the goalie yeah, it was, and by himself. It was kind so of crazy, nothing yeah. like the Zegers. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we'll talk more about the NCAA tournament when Craig gets on, but um, oh, wait, they just changed it. They sh- oh, wait, Sam Livkin assisted on the empty net goal that's going to send Quinnipiac to the final four, which Frozen Four, which is great to see three Coyotes prospects in the, in frozen, the final, four. frozen Four. Um, but we'll talk to Craig more about that. One more note on Tucson I wanted yeah. to mention is Jan Yannick is back in the lineup. Oh, yeah. Um, which, is he going to play today? Which, he played yesterday. He, he scored a goal. Um, so that's a huge addition for them because his, him being out of the lineup was a big, a big piece missing for them. And I know a lot of people were wondering about when he'd be back so he kind of is coming back at the right time for that yeah. team and he's a guy that brings an element of that that grit and and i don't want to call it chippiness but he's he's a guy that can bring you that energy and honestly he's a guy that would have got another chance up here um if he would have been healthy during that time but they absolutely need him he was he was playing his best hockey at the time when he got hurt and the Roadrunners desperately need him in their lineup so it's great to see him back and if they can get a couple of the guys from here back down there who knows? You just want to get in. And once you get in, make a run. Yep, absolutely. Uh, well, Craig is finally on his way up. Come on, Craig. Great. LFG. Um, but before he gets here, I just want to talk about um, Octane Raceway and Mavericks because if you're looking for a fun thing to do. Listen, summer vacation's approaching for your kids, maybe. You're thinking, oh, my God, we have to fill a lot of days. Um, oh, my goodness, yes. Octane Raceway and Mavericks, they have daily specials. There's so much to do, and it doesn't have to, it's not just for kids, excuse me, adults too. They have bars, they have great food, they have a bajillion TVs anyway, everywhere. Talk about a great yep. place to watch March Madness, um, and you can book some fun this spring at Octane Raceway and Mavericks with cart, cart racing, virtual reality, laser tag, axe throwing, bowling, arcade, great food and drinks, they've got it all. And if you bring in your spring training ticket stub, which time's running out for it's that because opening weekend is coming up, uh, you'll get a free $10 game card. Check out OctaneRaceway.com and Mavericks.com to learn more. Fantastic. Well, I thought Craig would be here you by now, but that, he's not. No. no. I'm starting to get concerned about Craig. I know. Somebody said, how long does it take him to set up his green screen? I'm starting to wonder. <laughs> I'm starting I, to he wonder might be yet. in Gilbert. All right. Well, he is here, actually. Oh, my, oh my God. God. This is one of the craziest screens I've ever seen on Craig. <laughs> what a wet one. All right. Let's bring him in. <laughs> Jesus. Craig. Hello, Craig. <laughs> the, the, what the hell's going on here? What is happening? Wow. Yeah, that's there. better. That's better. Good All right. God. Sorry. Rushed up, had to do an interview. No, I know. You're right. good. Wipe off your thing after you're done eating chips. That's awful. <laughs> <laughs> it's spit, spit flying for me while I talk. Is that what it is? So are you guys exhausted everything you have to talk about on the script? We yeah, are. we're good. It's, we'll leave it up to you. Just what do you talking. want to talk? Keep talking. I don't want to talk about anything. I got nothing. Yeah, you do. You got all kinds uh, of good nuggets. Uh, well, I mean. I'm sure you've already talked about Clayton Keller, and I spent a lot of time yep. talking to Nathan Smith. Yeah. Wow. Keller, unbelievable, Just, Craig. I, unbelievable goal. Yeah. It was a bad goal on Gorgiev, but it was a hell of a play by Clayton Keller to make that happen and get this team another point that they didn't need. But we'll, we'll not worry about that for now. I Just I'm amazed. Every time I'm tweeting about Clayton Keller now, the names that I'm including in the tweet are guys like Shane Doan, Keith Kachuk, Jeremy Roenick. It's 
These are he's in the hallowed halls of of Coyotes history now. It's amazing what he's doing. Guys, I think he's going to do it. I think he's going to break this record. He's going to pass Keith Kachuk and own the single season points record. And the other crazy thing, Greg, is he could also score 40 goals easily as well. He could the way he's going. That yeah, and that hasn't happened much around these parts either. Keith's the only one that's done that too. It's unreal. That's unbelievable. Just, you got to see, yeah. Craig. It'd be interesting to see if, if like, at some point we're we're starting to talk. We didn't think this was possible a few weeks ago, but now that I think it's, it's I don't want to say probable, but it's definitely possible now. Do we start to see this, this, the Coyotes fly Keith Kachuk out here one of these days? Like you see the big records getting broken in, in Major League Baseball. The guy follows the team around. Is Walt going to fly in and follow these Yotes around until this record is gone? Probably not. Well, no. unfortunately, no. I actually talked to Keith yesterday for a story that I'm working on, and he's pretty busy right now with his, his gig with the St. Louis Blues. Yeah. So he's not going to be able to get out there. But he did say, you know, keep me updated. Just keep texting me, and I'll come up with a good chirp for for Kells when he breaks my record. But it's interesting. Loves it. Yeah. Yeah. The connection between their families is the, if you know, he's Kells grew up in St. Louis and Walt was in St. Louis. The kids played with and against each other. So it's kind of a big deal. It's neat. Yeah. He played up one year to play with Matthew Brady played up one year to play with him. There's Keith coached him for a couple seasons. It's yeah. The whole St. Louis connection. It, it, Keith said it to me and I don't want to give too much of my story away, but he's, he's like, if there's a guy that's going to break my record, this is the guy you want to do it. The guy yeah. that, you know, he's just a close family friend. So it's a, it's a really cool story. Yeah, it really is. Um, well, Craig, we've kind of talked about everything with this game and we started to get into it, but I know you want to talk about it more. The NCAA men's oh. hockey tournament. Um, and it looks like Quinnipiac has beaten Ohio State 4-1. Sam Lifkin just assisted on the empty net goal. So we'll see a handful of Coyotes prospects in the Frozen Four. I will say the second round seemed a little bit better than the first. Michigan Penn State is underway as we speak. Still 0-0, so we'll see. Yeah. Quinnipiac is very lucky to be in the Frozen Four because they got outplayed badly by Ohio State. But this is this is what can happen when you get a hot goaltender. I, I don't know what the shots ended up, but at one point it was more than a three to one ratio in Ohio State's favor. They were all over them. They just couldn't solve them. So Quinnipiac and Sam Lipkin are moving on. Logan Cooley, of course, and, and Cal Thomas are moving on on the other side of the bracket. So the Coyotes are going to have a few prospects in the Frozen Four. That's cool to see. And I'm I'm looking forward to watching the Frozen Four. But, man, again, the Big Ten has been unbelievable in this tournament. Oh, I, I know Ohio State's out now, and either Michigan or Penn State has to be out because they're playing each other. But the Big Ten has shown, without question, this season it's the best conference in the nation. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And, Craig... Do you have any update? We just mentioned it too before you got on about because we were checking in on the Roadrunners between John Farinacci and the Arizona Coyotes if we could possibly see a deal done soon. I think so. Yeah, they're talking. Uh, I know that they're talking at this point contract. So and and listen, with all that Farinacci told me in that last prospect report that he's not going back to another college. He has a year of eligibility remaining, but the Ivy League does not permit that extra year. So he can't go back to Harvard, and he said, I don't want to play anywhere other than Harvard. So at that point, I knew he was turning pro, and and I know for a fact that they are in talks presently. So I would expect something to get done pretty soon, and Steve Botfan will have yet another player to figure into the mix down in Tucson. Love it. Um, well, the reason you were late, Craig, is because you were talking to Nathan Smith. How was your chat with him, and what was that for? Yeah, it was for my prospect report, which will come out tomorrow. 
around lunchtime. He's one of three players that I'm featuring. Um, and we, we have another player, Vladislav. And how is it pronounced? We have it right here. You got it? Vlad Kolyachanik. Vlad Kolyachanik. Perfect. There you go. We know. Now we there you know. go. From, from the horse's mouth. That's the only way to do it, as I've said. Yep. Yep. <laughs> well, looking forward, looking forward to reading that one, Craig. And Matthew Morden, I don't really know anything about him. So Very few people do. I, it's, it's a crazy path. I talked to him this afternoon as well. You know, played at San, St. Andrews up in Ontario. He thought he was going to be in the USHL until COVID. So he ended up staying in Canada. He's in the USHL this year with Muskegon. Next year, he'll be enrolling at Harvard. So John Farinacci out, Matthew Morden in at Harvard, and he should have some opportunity there because they're losing a few defensemen. So all of that coming tomorrow in the prospect report. Um, Roaring Fork in the chat just said, my Cooley jersey's ordered, as is my Keller jersey with a C, putting my money where my mouth is. All right. Love it. Love mm -hmm. it. Um, Craig, we have a few questions on injury updates. I don't know how many answers you have. I know you got some news about Josh Brown, but we want to ask about Josh Brown, Zach Cassian, that's for Altex, and Laurent Dauphin. Yeah, Dauphin's day-to-day. -day. I don't have an update on Cassian at this point, but we'll probably get one at practice on Wednesday. And, and, and word is, by the way, Leah, that they're going to practice. They're going to have an wow. actual practice. Wow. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I was, how long has it been? So they're not – do you hear tomorrow? Is there anything tomorrow? No morning well, skate? There's a, there's a game tomorrow. No, no morning skate. So. Um, but Josh Brown's expected to play, right? Yeah, and Josh Brown will be the only guy skating tomorrow. Yeah, Andre said earlier today that he would be back in the lineup. They thought he might be today, but, you know, just some logistics and they'll get him back in tomorrow. All right, there you have it. Well, sorry, Altex, that we don't have the yeah, update. Altex has been wondering yeah. where Cassian is, and we don't know. Um, well, Craig, the faster we finish our show, the sooner we can meet at Illegal Pete's. Yeah. But I'm really looking forward to tonight. I Are am you? too, actually. Yeah, it's going to be very cool. Uh, both illegal pizza and the game. So yeah. and, and I've already seen some representatives. I saw the six coming off the ice after their morning skate today. So yeah, looking forward to this. Um, and I'll see you in a little bit on that, Leah. One thing I'm going to say before I leave you guys, um, we already know, having had him on the show and talked to him a lot, that Bill Armstrong is the master of one-liner. Apparently it runs in the family because I saw his wife, Kyla, in the hallway today. And she said, hi, Craig, Kyla. And I'm like, yeah, I, I know who you are. And she goes, I know who you are. You're pretty much in my bed every morning, <laughs> which means Bill's reading the stories in bed. But I was like, I don't know what to say. To <laughs> I wish I saw her so I could ask her who her favorite Islander is on Love Island UK. That's right. That's right. That's, she's a fan, right? Yes. <laughs> uh, you, you missed your opportunity. Bummer. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited for tonight. If again, if it's 340, so if you're watching this live and you're wondering you what to do on a Sunday night, I looked up on Ticketmaster. The tickets are $20 and it's general admission. So if you get there early enough, you can sit on the glass. If you haven't been in Mullet Arena, 20 bucks to get in the door. It's going to be an amazing event. The hockey is a plus and you get to see a championship trophy awarded. It's so rare to get to be in person for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. And Craig and Sean and I will be there tonight. Um, so get your tickets if you haven't already. Hang out with us at Illegal Pete's beforehand. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And I know you'll, you're not, PD's not going, but he's for no, sure watching. It's going to be on TV. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right. One more thing. This is my walk off. I showed Christian Fisher a photo of PD having in stage. Two. Uh, this is stage two, this right? Two. One more stage. 
one yeah. more stage coming. And he goes, that is definitely a porn stash. <laughs> it's either that or he looks like Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> That's Again. not good. Again. <laughs> not good. Slander. <laughs> and with uh, that, I am, I am out of here. Take me out of here, Jacob. All right. Bye, Craig. We'll see you in a little bit. <laughs> no, I, I, I will say after looking at myself on screen here for the last hour, Starting to grow on me. I a think bit. you should keep it. Starting to grow on me a little bit. I think you should. Keep, I'm sure and your I do wife think would I be do look, Oh, she hates it. I do look more like a like a school teacher, like a principal. I could see that, like I like a like an out of fashion, out of style, like wearing the you know like the old sport coat that doesn't match the pants kind of guy. <laughs> could do it. Like elbow pad vibes. A hundred percent. Oh man. It will. It will, tomorrow night's game. I will be clean shaven. Sad. That is sad. It's so sad. Um, so get a good look. All right. Well, before we wrap up, we gotta look at the punch card. Last but not least. Um. And all we right. are on the last freaking row. Yeah, chipping away. LFG. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I had to count out loud just for it to be real. There's eight games. God, left. that's unreal. I can't. And, and there's three more this week. Like it's gonna go by so fast. It's gonna. Yeah. It's gonna fly. It's unreal. Um, I can't believe it. Well, we will continue to do our postgame shows, obviously. We got another one tomorrow night after the Oilers take on the Coyotes. So subscribe to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. Hit the notification bell so you don't miss when we go live. We'll be live Tuesday at 11 a.m. And then we'll be live Wednesday at 3 p.m. live from Four Peaks. So come hang out with us at Four Peaks or just Tune add in it to your calendar. For a surprise. That's all I'll say. Interesting. I've dropped, I think we've dropped enough hints. I think we have. Um, that's 3 p.m. and then post games the rest of the way for the week. So subscribe, like I said, and follow PHNX Sports across all social platforms. There's always something going on. And you can follow us on Twitter at Speeders Hockey. You can follow me at Leah Merrill. Follow Craig at Craig S. Morgan. Sean at Sean underscore to pause. Follow the show at PHNX underscore Coyotes. Hit the like button on this video on your way out. Like, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday, everyone. And we'll either see you at Mullet tonight or we'll talk to you tomorrow.